Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back, everyone, to the Blurdy Massacre podcast. This is Zero Gravity here. And today, we're getting a little inconspicuous. Just a little bit. But before we get into our mess today, let's just intro each of our hosts. Hello, everyone. It's Brother Ghoulish. And I'm the host of Brother Ghoulish's Tomb, Brother Ghoulish's Dragula Breakdown. I'm also on the altar tapes with Sheree and here on Blurdy with y'all. And I'm happy to be. Ooh, smooth. Um, I am Sheree the Slayer. I am one half of A Nightmare on Fear Street. I am one of the eight hosts with Brother Ghoulish on the altar tapes. I write for Droid Central, and I had caffeine today, and it's everybody else's problem. <laughs> Power moves. Power moves. What's up, y'all? It's Zero Gravity here, digital creator on the internet and New York City's spookiest MC. So... What's poppin', y'all? What's poppin'? Let's see what's really going down in the hard community right now. So, first things first. Um, our friends, Mike and Bobby, from the People Under the Scares, gave out a final boy awards. And they just one of my husbands, Stephen Yoon. Um, I, we're healing. Stephen's not mad. He's disappointed. But I just, I could not in good conscience record this episode without bringing that up. Oh. <laughs> What was the diss? I, I have to know. I'm like, I was left in the dark on this. Steven was up for quite a couple of categories, as he rightfully should be. And they kept voting him out. And I was like, um, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what else my husband could do for you. Like, we, we didn't get to campaign. <laughs> we, nobody notified us. I found out while I was just listening. And I felt attacked that morning. And so I spoke with the manager. I sent some emails. We're going to work it out. It's fine. But... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Come on, honey. We're leaving. Listen, um, I will be on a red table soon. And I just need <laughs> I just need Mike and Bobby to be aware. Yeah. <laughs> Angry wife alert. Uh-oh. Take a couple steps back for real. I'm coming at the good week. Like this is really gonna <laughs> this is gonna be a moment. <laughs> Not the asymmetrical Bob. Listen here. Listen. Right? <laughs> What else we got? Um, 
So I'll do the next one. Um, a bunch of sequels were announced at CinemaCon this year. So we're definitely getting a Venom 3. Um, we're also getting another Ghostbusters, it turns out. It looks like um, for the Batman getting a sequel. Ooh, Sheree. Ooh. You know what? Let's do a layover because that reaction's worth digging into. It, it, something in that reaction is telling me you're not excited for another Ghostbusters. No, um, I. This one's all, this one's also on the the high seas. Did I tell you that? Oh God! No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'll <laughs> so... leave that in the mini massacre. I, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I just I this last Ghostbuster was not my cup of tea. Um, I, I also know that Bill Murray, um, has gotten so problematic they shut down an actual set he's on as opposed to just brushing under the rug like they usually do. And Whoa. so I'm, right? Like, he's working on an Indies and Zari movie, so already we were gonna have some, like, headlines. Oh. Um, yep. But he did, some, he did something to a film on set, and whatever it was, they shut it down and are investigating, and they name-checked him. Um, they won't say what it is, but because I know he has a history of being kind of awful to women, Lucy Liu, um, I, I can only imagine what would make them actually be like, oh, this is too far, even for Bill Murray. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Gross. So, so gross. Ouch, bro. I mean, so perhaps we pause the Ghostbusters for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's not the only one. So, you know, like I said, the Batman 2 is also supposed to be coming back. And it looks like they're saying that Zoe is supposed to still be attached to it. Um, I still haven't seen the Batman, so um, just a warning, guys. She's oh, on HBO, but she's three hours, so I ain't seen her either. I mean, that's the only reason I haven't watched yet because that is a huge commitment. Like, I don't know if I pick up my engagement band from Zoe Kravitz or Robert Patterson, but like, <laughs> that is a huge life commitment, and I'm right? I'm just not ready. I don't have that type of time on my hand. Like, he ain't even bought me nothing. Like, he ain't, he ain't <laughs> three hours. You don't know my last name? And he want three hours of my time? Yeah, like, like I mean, I'm talking all this shit, but I'm totally going to watch it. It's just, I don't know when. I don't know when it's going to happen. So I he's like, I have a long list of husbands, so I'm going to need a little bit more commitment before I give you three hours. I got this whole roster behind me. Listen, Stephen Yoon would never. He would never. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He would be like, you, this movie gonna be how long? Do you know how my wife feels about three hour movies? No. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it took me like two days to watch the first episode of um, that uh, HBO series, Baby. So it, it, it's obvious that like I don't have time because those are only 30 really? minute episodes. It took you how many tries? It took me two days, I said. And not, not oh. attempts. I had to stop it and keep coming back to it because all the stuff I was doing. You oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, you're doing too much. I want to put a pin in that, but I'm very surprised about this Venom 3 announcement because I don't know. I feel like fans love the Venom. I mean, the first one was kind of like widely appreciated, second one, not so much. So I felt like they, they would have capped it there, um, just based on like general uh reactions um i'll fucking take it <laughs> because i like the first two they were like a little corny a little a uh, little actiony uh, uh i like the cgi um but yeah i mean i'll i'll fucking take it i'm a fan but i see sony's trying to do their thing they're trying to create their little uh multiverse and you know i'm here for it but we'll see 
I mean, see. it's really about time. Like DC is trying to compete best they can at this point, considering that like Marvel is steamrolling. Listen, I DC forgot who they were. And they were like, we'll play Willy Nilly and Casper Naffa this Batman. And we were like, no. And they were like, what? Mm-hmm. What? And we were like, no. And now they're like, um, what can we do to get back? And we're like, it's too late. We have we have the X-Men on deck. We got Spider-Man and Zendaya. We got mm-hmm. <laughs> we got all these things. <laughs> no, like you played yourself. You played yourself. <laughs> you were like, I don't They did. Let's <laughs> see what happens. They certainly did. Why do I don't know how I feel about why continue Venom continue. in DC. I meant to say Marvel. I don't. I don't know what I'm thinking. That's Marvel, right? Venom. Oh yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, just I don't so know. Passionate. I don't know why the hell I said DC. I don't know why my brain's on that. Like, I saw the first probably because it's like Sony and like different. Right? Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Different track records. Even though Sony and Marvel are both Marvel, is still like it's yeah, the segregation it's... for me, y'all. Sony fucked that bag up so hard. The way they be fighting, because like there was a hot moment where we were like, "Are we gonna get another Spider Man?" Because they contracted three and like the couple mm-hmm. of things Tom Holland did outside of the Spider Man over there, and Sony's like, "We want it back because it makes money." And it's like, "But you messed your bag up. It had to be rebooted three times. We won't get another Tom Holland. Let this ride. Let this ride, <laughs> <laughs> please, for the fans. The violence. <laughs> the violence. Hopping just... back to DC though, I like. I don't know how I feel about um, this like urge to connect the Joker movie with their new multiverse plans because that was supposed to be like it. And the Joker was like, "Mm, chef's kiss. That was a great fucking movie. It, It, you know, they had it in mind where it's like, this is a separate thing. This is its own fucking thing. So just leave it alone. We knew that going into it. But then it was so good, made so much money. And I feel like now there's all these plans to like try to mold it in to the multiverse, just like just because they can and because it's matching with DC's like overarching theme of like dark and dreary, um, bringing out more of horror in comics, which they do in their own comics. But I don't know. I'm kind of like leave it alone. They're trying to fit it into this storyline. Um uh the three jokers there's a dc storyline where there are three existing jokers at one time and they're trying to turn it into that i don't know if this is like official or anything it's just kind of like rumors that have been tweeted around the bird app but um leave it alone right (laughs) before you ruin it before it like gets dug like uh a like ghostbusters just like just stop just like we we as society don't know when to leave a party and i i just want whoever's at dc's ceo office to be like let's leave <laughs> yeah let's let's get one more drink let's do a round of goodbyes and see ourselves out immediately yeah <laughs> you can say that again i won't take that though with um since dc is like all in their bag now they can bring back uh, a swamp thing that was on oh. uh was that HBO or CW? I don't remember. I think it was CW. Was it if it was CW, it was like the best CW DC um uh uh show mm. thing, anything really. Um, because that was fucking phenomenal. And they canceled that joint before it even finished airing on television. 
I own the physical copy of the first season. That shit was scary and Dang. dark and beautiful and real. And y'all just like took it from us. CW what? loves to cancel whatever spark and joy. Like they just got rid of Batwoman or Batgirl. I actually don't know. I yeah. didn't watch, but I got invested and I was going to put it on my list because we had a black girl finally after the first person left. Um, so yeah. I was like, I'm gonna see a black woman run Gotham. Hell yeah. And Let's so go. I was gonna get into it when I got time, and they were like, mm, it's over. Yeah, mm, it, it feels like DC is just chaotic. Like, um, and it's sad because like growing up. I was more DC leaning because like I like um Batman a lot like growing up. Um it started I think my love started with the animated television series from like the early 90s. And then of course we got uh the Batman Returns happened and that like blew my child mind. And I don't know, I just feel like Marvel took over and it, they even like stole me from Team DC because I don't really care about DC uh, stuff like that too much. Even some of the stuff that's more popular, I'm not really that big on Suicide Squad, for example. I mean, I acknowledge yeah. that the newer one is, I mean, not the newer one, because I, I haven't kept up with it. The one where Harley had that amazing scene at the beginning of the movie where she's like going through that long like battle sequence through that building. Whichever one that was, that was good. But Nah, not the OG one. Fumbled. Fumbled. Yeah. Right. Just I, like, Batman was the shit for me as a kid. Before Ben Affleck, I was all about Batman. That was my favorite solo superhero. Um, I didn't know what else DC was into because I wasn't here for Superman. And, like, they just... No. I, eh. D, DC was always, like, they're gods, and that's boring. Like, you can't kick a god's ass, which is why I was here for Batman. He's a rich man with some problems that don't want to get a therapist. He'd rather go beat up the Joker again than go talk to a doctor. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I don't understand why you don't use your money to get help, but I'm here for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was mostly a Marvel girl because, like, the X-Men animated series was on. Spider-Man was there, animated. And, like, they weren't getting movies, but, like, they were in Saturday morning cartoons that I was, like, there for because... Mm -hmm. They would trick you with the Batman animated because you'd be like, okay, 3.30 is out every weekday. And then sometimes it was Superman. And I'm like, don't lie to me. This is not this is not what I've been before. Like, betrayal. Right? Ultimate betrayal. You don't want to get those two messed up. No. Never. Ne Listen. Two completely different fandoms. Batman got real problems. Have you seen Arkham Asylum? <laughs> Superman is allergic to moon rocks. And so I just, <laughs> it was a different vibe. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong now. I like the X-Men cartoon as well. I don't think oh. that I liked the Spider-Man cartoon that much. Like, I've watched it because, yeah. like, why would you not? But I don't know. The, anytime that X-Men uh, uh, theme came on, I, I would Yo. lose control of my entire body. Top five. <laughs> All fucking time. I need to beg my girl, Sailor Boom. They do, like, uh, great remixes of, like, nerdy themes. My favorite for like years of them has been they like do this awesome like mix of um the all that theme, but they need to put that there because honestly, just like put them back to back all that into the X Men theme. Wow, wow, that's gonna be chills. <laughs> um, I want to say before we move on from the CinemaCon news, Quiet Place prequel, I was under the impression that we were gonna get a part three. Not a prequel. Um, and I feel like we already saw what... It, it's supposed <laughs> to be about the first day, right? Or, like, when it happened. And, like, we got 
that already. Well, so like what else are you I don't do? I don't think it's gonna be on the day one from the same perspective from what I saw. Like I was just digging a little bit. It looks like the main two people from a quiet place aren't gonna be in this. So it's okay. gonna be focused somewhere else. And this isn't me advocating for it if it sounds like that. Cause I don't also think we need this. Um however they're trying to do like um a quiet place like larger franchise it seems it seems like they they do oh. have plans for they do have plans for a third one and they also it, sorry after this prequel so they're trying to expand it oh I so mean, they're gonna go back and then do part three yeah from what i oh, understand so they're doing like a fear the walking dead type thing where it's like on, just on the other coast that's the part that's that um, curious to be because from what i understand like um the main two so I can't think of the name. Emily Blunt and Krasinski, I think their names are. I don't think they're in this prequel, for example. I Okay, so first off, going from one to two to a prequel and then to four or to three, that's too much math already. Um, secondly, <laughs> secondly, the first Quiet Place, it hit. Um, the second one, I got problems because we made it more dangerous to be Black than loud. Um, and so Krasinski can find me outside. Ooh, I watched that and I was like, you literally cast two black people and was like, oh no, the monster got to take them out. Um, and I'm like, do, do, do he now? Cause your kids are making lots of noise. Um, <laughs> they're making all the noise. You got a whole ass baby and y'all was fine with these black people. Mm -mm, it ain't right. That's where I draw the line. Shit happens to them. <laughs> so I'm like, you don't need any more sequels. You don't need more prequels. You need to go meditate on what you've done. <laughs> Maybe go look at some other avenues. Um, <laughs> so we're not going to have Killian Murphy either. Maybe. Well, we don't know that. But just let the, the main two, the family, will not be in it. But that doesn't mean that we won't get Killian Murphy. Maybe it would be like, what the hell happened to him before? I don't know. I love that actor. And I'm saying this to all of my heart, they could have switched his role with Desmond Huntsu or the other black person's name, I forgot. And it would have, I would be less salty. I read that that piece, by the way, yeah. how he should have been, uh, he should have been man. cast as a black man. That was fucking facts, but yeah. he is an actor. Also, he's just like fine as hell, salt and pepper. So like, that's, that's cool too. Um, but you know, we'll see. No, I think that it's one of the many times where nobody asks a director and a casting director to like look at their life and look at their choices. And I'm offering that service if Krasinski's out there listening. I will always ask you what the hell you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> the low, low price. <laughs> Free tickets. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to agree. Like, um, it felt like he definitely should have been a black man and it would have like made it a lot stronger. But um, I'm wondering what they'll do for this third one, not the prequel, but like the continuation. I'm hoping that they take the feedback that ho hopefully they've been given. And so then we can see like a more diversification and then maybe yeah. that would make it a bit better. Cause I didn't want that second one. Like after I watched it one good time, I was okay. And it's sad because I feel like with horror movies lately, it's hard to get like a lot of creature features that are like wholly original. But I, I like the quiet place, like monsters. Like, I, I like the yeah. concept. And like to mirror what Sheree said at the beginning of this, like, the first one hit. I mean, mm. call it what it is. And even, like, it made iconic scenes. Like, old girl trying to give birth in this. Like, that was a very frightening scene to me. Mm -hmm. 
right? Right? Like, it was so frightening that I almost forgot to ask how the hell they were picking up birth control while they were making these trips to the pharmacy. I'm dead. (laughs) That'd be be my first thing, because I'm not not knocking it. If my husband was like that, yeah, we still gonna keep fucking. But, like, also, (laughs) we can't have kids. We can't have no more kids. (laughs) Yo, to, to quote Abraham from The Walking Dead, when you pour the bisquick, are you trying to make pancakes? Good point. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) it's true though. Like, (laughs) make it make sense, right? Take take notes for when it happens. If it's aliens or zombies, I don't know. Just like go to the pharmacy. If you got insurance, it should be free. (laughs) <laughs> or just like say fuck it and get that surgery early, get that Nuva ring, that IUD. This is life or death, right? Like, to a, a second degree now. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I just don't understand. I, I can't make it make sense because literally they were in a pharmacy when the movie opens, getting food. You're right. You're so yep. right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what compliments food? Your husband. Like, why are you not picking up something? <laughs> You ain't lying because, no, you, like, having a baby right now is just, it's too risky. And, like, y'all already got babies. Like, I need y'all to, like, switch to being, like, good old Catholic girls or something, if you know what I'm saying. Like, but don't, don't, don't have, like, unprotected sex. And either that or his pullout game was weak. I mean, it, it was something. Maybe, maybe they weren't trying to have a baby, but, you know. Bro, either way. <laughs> You gotta assess the risk there. That's like <laughs> right? if you know that your pullout game is weak, just like either wrap that shit up or just like invest in this life of celibacy because like come on, man. Because it's the apocalypse, you know? Yeah. And, and there are other things you could be doing if you really anti the pill and condoms for whatever reason. There are so many other things y'all could be doing. It don't have to be baby or nothing. Like I don't understand who taught sex ed in this school. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Have either of y'all watched um Misfits? No. That that the show from, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember how the girl who was like um the one black girl on the show, her like power that she got was every time she would touch somebody, they would automatically want to have sex with her, but like violently. It's yeah. so just she gets a little boyfriend and they just have to like masturbate in front of each other because mm-hmm. he won't remember if he touches her. Let's get creative, okay? <laughs> I love Let's get creative. Back. I miss right? that show. No. So good. It was so good. I just, I don't, I did not, yeah. Um, that's what really blows my mind about that movie. Um, <laughs> and I, nobody ever asked him, because I would have asked him. That would be my first question as an interview. I'd be like, hello, Mr. Kaczynski, nice to meet you. Love the office. Why was y'all still doing that with no feel and no condoms in this post-apocalyptic world you created? <laughs> I am dead. Um, okay, on the same note, speaking of um, uh, conception, uh, y'all need to watch the baby. Oh, I, I <laughs> y'all need it. to watch the baby on HBO. Everybody listening, mm-hmm. probably by this time this episode airs, we will be about three episodes in, I believe. Yeah. Um, do that shit. I feel like there is a little bit of a difference between like these HBO Max shows and then like hbo hbo shows 
like Euphoria is like HBO, HBO. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones that are like just on the streaming app. But this one is on HBO. And then I think it comes to HBO Max the day after, which would be Monday, I believe. Um, but it's a horror comedy, um, kind of like Rosemary's Baby-esque fear of children, no, or fear of motherhood, I should say, no apocalypse necessary yeah. at all. And it's still scary but it has like it is it's a horror comedy so it still has like you know those little breaks the one-liners i don't know what it is about like british comedy it's it it i guess the pattern is a little different Mm -hmm. um than like american comedy i feel like american comedy is like here's the joke here's the punchline now laugh Mm -hmm. but then british comedy is a little bit more like uh smooth and dry and it's just kind of like if you get it if you if you get it you get it if you don't we're just gonna move on you won't be like i missed the punchline um (laughs) but very relatable for young people and it's just fucking hilarious we have a black lead yay um there's not much i can say without like giving it away um but babies are terrifying little creatures yep you should watch this show to solidify that fear um don't have sex, you will get pregnant and die. <laughs> and <laughs> I was put onto this show by my friend Najir. Um, his YouTube channel is Big Go Bell, and we will be reviewing um, the series weekly. Um, so if you want to hear us, hear me talk shit even more, which I, if you don't, I totally understand. This is a lot <laughs> every week. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> More! We but, want more! More zero. <laughs> Don't turn the microphone zero, off. Talking, <laughs> if you want more zero talking at the screen, um, you can watch Nigeria and I on Big Gold Belt on YouTube um, every Monday talking about the baby and how much we hate children. Yeah, here we go. Anything else popping, y'all? Anything else? So, Karen Kusama, who is a goddess amongst directors, uh, was set to do a Dracula movie uh, that was going to be centered on Mina Harker, which if you're familiar with vampires, Dracula, or the horror genre, you know women don't normally get to have things. <laughs> so we were all excited for this. And then weeks before production, it was canceled. <laughs> That's the head. Why does this happen? We cannot Why? have nice things in this decade. I guess not. Nothing. I, I'm really curious Why? I mean, I could, I could, I could let um, my anger speak for me and be like, "This is an issue," or it could they, be like, I don't know, budgeting or. They gave I haven't us a reason. Um, I'll what was the reason? It was something like um creative over creative differences, which okay. makes sense because when you think about what Karen Kusama went through with Jennifer's body, like they were really trying to play her, and she went through like a really traumatic experience. I mean, I. She didn't say that it was traumatic. I'm just, um, that's not the word she used, but they used the marketing to pull one type of person and get asses and seats and totally invalidated what she was trying to create with that project. So I wouldn't blame her if she came across a quote unquote creative difference in this process and said, you know what, what we're not going to do is turn this into anything other than what it's supposed to be, which is like this female led horror and it was supposed to be like in a modern day LA and stuff. So it would have been like very relatable. I just, like you said, Zero, I wonder what it was. Like what 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 were those creative differences? Tell me. I want a dossier 
um, and just send it to Sheree because she's gonna she's gonna get the right people. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I am the receipt keeper. Um, I got confirmation on Anna Biller, so we can give up the love with. She's a turf. It's true. Um, but no I, way. It's true. It's true. It's true. I saw the tweets. Um, and a trans woman on her podcast brought it up, which is what reminded me to go look for the receipts. <laughs> um, and so I just went ahead and started texting people. It's over. It's done. I got um, the text and also thank you. Welcome. <laughs> I won't have us out here yeah. advocating for people who are terse. I just that is not our that is not our ministry. That's not our lane. Um, but <laughs> back to this. I I just know in my heart of hearts, whatever the issue was, would not have happened had Karen Kusama been a man, because her resume speaks volumes. You have Jennifer's body, which I don't live for, but I respect it and I get that it has a cult following and why. You have the invitation, which should have gotten an Oscar if we lived in a better society. <laughs> She's directed um, the first episode or two of Yellow Jackets, which, hi, oh, were you I alive this year? <laughs> you heard that show, then, and you should be watching that show. Um, and so I don't know what else she could do other than just be a man to Hollywood or just be like, fine. Because if you know if this was Zack Snyder, they'd be like, do a nine-hour movie. We got you. Yeah, <laughs> She was probably like, we need um, all of our lead fans to have pants. They're like, shut it down. Shut, don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, be- I believe that 100%. Like, the question of, does she need to be naked in this scene? Or does she need to have some? Because not just for this hypothetical project, but just in general. Like, sometimes we're watching stuff, and I'm like, she doesn't look comfortable. She doesn't. I... Mm-hmm. I, I don't, and that's one of the issues I have when, when we just like let men just like go row because you got three kidneys in a trench coat just doing shit and it's not comfortable. I'm watching these girls run around in the woods in a G-string for a boost. Like, I, 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 for who? For why? It's okay if she has pants. If, if your audience leaves, if you put pants on your lead, maybe that's not the audience we need. <laughs> if she does this, in booty shorts, she is going to get poison oak in her coochie. Listen. We listen. need to not have poison oak in the coochie. Right? She needs to have clothing. Right? Like, if you're going to dress me like I'm dancing for dollars, give me some dollars and make it make sense. Don't yeah. just be out here like, mm, she's cooking fried chicken with her shit out. Because I'm not. Like, it's not. It's not. It's not, no. it's not realistic either. Like, yeah. I, because it's not like when I'm hanging out with my friends, like they're acting or looking like this. So it's right. like. Yeah. I have never run in, <laughs> like, in my bralette and my G-string and be like, hey, Ryan, click, yeah. click, 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 click. Are we going <laughs> to do the Yellow Jackets marathon? Lean forward. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> click, click, click like you got heels. Or is that what you're doing? Yes. I'm dead. I am dead. <laughs> I would be like, are you okay? Like, it's, no, it's awkward because they keep doing this shit. And I'm like, no. Like, I, and I'm not here to be a prude. Because, like, if people want to get naked on film, of course. do it. Live your best life. But it's usually this power dynamic of, like, this gross director and producer being like, yeah. Get her topless. And I'm not here for that mood. Like, (laughs) I'm not here for that at all. Like, as much as I have issues with Susan Sarandon, I will never forget the story of during Thelma and Louise, because Gina Davis was new to acting and film. It was her big break. And the director was like, you're going to do something topless. And Gina was, like, really nervous because she didn't want to be topless. (laughs) And she was talking to Susan about it. And because Susan had higher status and had been around long enough. And she went to the director was like, Gina's going to keep her shirt on. It's fine. 
And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I she had a track record for that. That's good. Yes. And I, again, I, she's the one that was also in the hunger, right? That's her. Possibly. Or is that I got you while we're talking? Go ahead. I lost Auntie Susan because she was being a real auntie during the election. And so, like, we had a falling out that she don't know about. If somebody could relay that to oh. her. What? <laughs> but I remember that story from my childhood because I was like, that's actually really cool. But also, why wouldn't they just listen to Gina Davis, who says she didn't want to take her top off, as opposed to have another actor who had more like status and staying power advocate on her behalf? Okay, so that was her because I just wanted to make sure I was given the right tea about this because like she also stood up um in a similar fashion in the hunger because like they were trying to basically you know the lesbian kiss between her and um oh, i hate when i mix up people's names because it's rude to the actresses i'm just gonna look real quick um catherine Denevue. Mm. like when they were supposed to kiss or whatever in the original one um they wanted susan sarandon to be like very drunk like you know she had taken advantage of her and susan sarandon was like no like look at this woman she's gorgeous like i don't want to be drunk the character, I don't want the character to be drunk when they kiss. Right. I want it to be consented, essentially. And so that's why in the cut that we get, you see the bump and then the wine goes to the side because she's like, I'm not doing that shit. Like, no. I love that. I, yeah. I, I love that because especially um, one of the things I've been noting and like it's a recent noting, so it's not like a fully formed thought yet, is that like we never just have like queer women just being queer without the male gaze. Or without one of them, like, having some giant power dynamic that's uncomfortable and shady and shifty. Mm -hmm. And because, like, it's just not my identity. It's not something that I was thinking about until recently because it keeps popping up. And I'm just like, this is kind of gross. This is kind of, why can't we have more queer women direct things so we don't get this? (laughs) I don't don't like this. Yeah, it's not just, like, (laughs) lesbians. Yeah, it's so hot, bro. (laughs) Right? Because it's always that. And oh my God, these Chads and these Kennys get wild. And so you have them in like the barely covering tank tops and the booty shorts, click, click, clicking away. And I'm just like, this is not, this is not how people move. Y'all know this. Have y'all met women? Do you know any women? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know women? (laughs) Like, I know that some of you might be writing us out to be like a new idea, but like, (laughs) if you talk to a couple of us, (laughs) I would never put on a stiletto. Just saying, I'm not alone in this. I know I'm not. Um, there's a lot of us who can't walk straight to begin with. And I know I'm not the one in flats. So like, <laughs> um, start there. Start that dialogue. Let's work from the toes up. Let's literally start there. <laughs> Especially yes. if my, um, if because keep in mind, right? Like when I first started doing like Brother Golich's tomb, I used to share stories on there. But like what people didn't know is like, I would actually take those stories before I would record them and send them to beta readers. And I wouldn't just choose people who, oh my God, this is the best thing I ever read because that's not true. Like I sent it to people who can give me realistic feedback about especially like female characters in the female women in the story, because I am not a woman. And even though I do consider myself a feminist, I would hope that like a lot of other filmmakers would do something similar, like bounce these ideas through actual women and say, what do you all think about this portrayal? Like, is there something we could do different and i'm pretty sure they'd be happy to see the answers because nine times out of ten all it does is make the stories more relatable when the characters behave in a way that people actually behave it makes them more relatable right i am here every time i see a girl in chucks and a t-shirt 
um, who's making smart decisions. Yes. That's me every day in Chuck's in a t-shirt. Wow. <laughs> That's why we're here. I see you. Because <laughs> we're running through the forest, not in no damn stilettos. Right? Because logic. Hello. Right? Why would you pack your best high heels to go hiking? <laughs> what kind of hiking? What do you know. think hiking is? What do you think hiking? What do you gonna do with these bears? What do you think? <laughs> Listen, I'm just gonna. I was watching Winnie the Pooh, and I thought that this would be a good look. Cause I'm gonna just do it. <laughs> it's like no, you better get you some boots. There's snakes out there. Not Why are you? Listen, you in Alaska? Have some sleeves. Like <laughs> I just. But that's yeah, that's that. Um, I'm gonna let that go now. I, I need to get it out of my chest. Um, yeah. <laughs> Our actual topic today. <laughs> Our actual topic today is black horror in inconspicuous places. Uh, because as any blurred can tell you, the horror doesn't stop for us when the credits start rolling. This is why a lot of our favorite comedies fit so well in the genre. Mm -hmm. So before we get into it, y'all know we have to do a quick low, uh, low over, Jesus, layover mm, for some real talk. So <laughs> um, one of them just bears repeating. I know we talked about it um, two episodes ago, but y'all, Black Lady Sketch Show is on season three. And not only is it like a perfect topic that we can touch on for today's main topic but it's one that you all should support and go see and it's not just because like it's people of color doing the damn thing but it's actually really funny like it's better than saturday night live and we are getting recurring characters um we have dr um i can never say her name but <laughs> dr <laughs> oh pre-phd she's Pre back <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is something ali youngman yeah, yeah. Ali Youngman. <laughs> and um, without spoiling it, because uh, y'all have seen the first episode at least, right? I'm caught up. Okay. Oh, Zero, yeah, you... I'm caught up too. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> when I finally saw Supreme Ramik, I get it now. Listen. listen. I get it. <laughs> listen. It all makes sense. See, see, see. It all makes sense now. <laughs> The way those kids got her ass together, y'all, I was like, this is rude. Because <laughs> these are real children. Children have no chill. No. Kids are the worst. Um, that's that's a theme this episode. <laughs> children are the worst. Period. That's the tweet. I This is a really good season. I mean, every season is a good season, but this season specifically, because like they're bringing back bits like The Ball, but this year it was hosted by Bob the Drag Queen, who mm -hmm. needs to host all the balls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they found Tommy Davidson, which I have not seen him working in forever, even though he was the funniest man alive when I was a child. Um, and so like I'm here for this season, and we're keeping the arc that they have outside of the sketches like moving forward like it's kind mm. of the best comedy sci-fi we have in between sketches and i more people need to watch it that's all i'm saying agree and i know but, we're all like sad that quinta is gone but on the topic of fuck them kids abbott elementary it's so over now good. well the first season is over now i don't know if they they have announced a second season or if it's been confirmed or anything but god that shit is so good and I'm so proud of her. I really am. It's like The Office, but like low-key better. Right? Yeah. Right. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. 
You I mean, it's a fact. <laughs> I'm about to say it's a fact. We probably will, but like I I guess I got into the office too late. But when I was watching, I was like, I mean, this isn't like all the hype that the girls was giving. Like Abbott is like hilarious and it's more relatable to me. Yes. Um, I think The Office and Parks and Rec and like Modern Family and those other like mockudrama, well not mockudrama, mockudrama, comedy sitcoms yeah. of their era, they were just, they were very stunted because they were created, written by and for mostly white people. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the humor was never going to age well. Um, just, it, it's just not. <laughs> um, and specifically The Office, because like there are some moments that when they happened the first time, we were like, ha. Ah! And now we're like, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the ha to ah pipeline for me. <laughs> right? Because right? you're like, I think I'm laughing. And then you're like, no, I <laughs> And so I think that we need to take off our rose colored glasses sometimes when we're talking about stuff we watched. Cause it ain't what it was. Like I've been revisiting a lot of shit I loved as a kid, and guess what? It's not great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff that I used to go for that going back is just. Mm. Yeah, I tried. Sometimes I get a feeling that things that I loved as a kid have gone down that ha to ah pipeline, and I just avoid them completely. Like Beetlejuice, I haven't watched since I was a kid. Because I know for a fact that just like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Because like you get the nostalgia and you're like, I'm going to watch it. And then you think about it like, I should not watch that. I want to remember what Uh, I remember. I So I've been on like this random 80s kid because I was a kid of the 90s. So when we had cable, Cinemax, like you're in the 80s. I never knew what decade I was really in. Um, and so I've been like rewatching like a lot of stuff that I watched as a kid on reruns or like on these random channels. And I'm just like, where are the jokes? This was supposed to be funny or it's really complicated. Like I just rewatched for, uh, for the first time as an adult. I just rewatched Just One of the Guys, which I don't know if you know that movie, but it's okay. <laughs> so it's the 80s and this girl who's a journalism in her high school played by a 40 year old because that's what you did in the 80s everybody was 40 in high school um she, she writes an article and she really believes in it but like the person in charge of the journalism department picks two dudes and she's like i feel like you would have chosen my article for this prize if i've been a guy and he's like that's not true but also you'll be a beautiful model look at you you're gorgeous you don't need this and she's like fuck you good sir and so she goes home and she's like really like pissed about this. And she's talking to her little brother and she decides to dress as a man and go to a different high school. So plot holes already, I know, um, but go with me. <laughs> so she goes to her high school, dresses a dude and she convinces him that she's a dude and she's taking out and she's meeting a guy and she's falling for him even though she's still pretending to be a dude. And so she can't really be like, I have a crush on you. Cause that's confusing. That's like come out of her like whole thing. And so like, it goes on and on. and. Clearly, this cannot last forever. <laughs> and so it all comes out. But like, as a kid, you're just watching this. As an adult, you're like, this is complicated. And, <laughs> and Twitter's like, this is complicated. <laughs> Didn't yeah. like Amanda Bynes yep. do that later? Yep. Like that movie crawled so Amanda Bynes could run. Um, and I, 
I haven't seen the Vines version because when it came out, I was at a time where I was like, I don't know if this is appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Plot twist, it wasn't. (laughs) She was not good back then. She was not in a good place. And so I was like, whatever she's doing, I'm going to just catch her next time. (laughs) (laughs) The Amanda show. Right? Still waiting on that one with her. Her her and Lindsay Lohan definitely went through a phase where we were just like, I'm going to step away. And when I come back, we'll see how you feel. <laughs> and that was definitely during Amanda's era. Those facts. Um, and other real talk. <laughs> uh, we're getting two seasons of Atlanta this year. The first one started, but there was like no publicity. So I was already late to the game. Um, and the, the next one we're getting, which will be later this year, is the final season. So it's already over, y'all. It's It's basically done. Yeah. Wow. I'm happy and I'm sad. I'm happy. Well, mostly, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm sad for obvious reasons, but also we, like you said, you said something that hit so hard earlier and I don't remember what you said, but we're, we as a society have like really a hard time walking away from things. Mm-hmm. And I love a good ending and just based on what I know, what I've seen of this show so far, writing really matters with this one. So I trust that they will put in place a good ending. I would hate for them to like run into a wall and then it ends up like a lost situation where it's it's great and it's great and it's great and it's awesome and it's great. And then this shit sucks and then it ends. So it also helps for like, you know, we're film and, and TV and, and movie buffs, so I'm sure we all appreciate rewatchability. And that makes rewatchability like that much easier. It's like a little time capsule. Like, let me just keep it. Also, it'll be easier for me to just like buy the season box set and then be done with it. <laughs> right? Right? No, look, I, I'm also just happy because like I feel like Donald Lover definitely is the kind of person who will put an endpoint on something, which is why he was like, I'm leaving community this season. Thank you. <laughs> and and so I'm happy that like, I'm happy when black creators get to end things the way they want to, as opposed to network telling them how they're going to or taking it from them mm-hmm. and writing it into the ground without them. But also it just feels so disjointed because like we got the first two seasons, I believe, and then the pandemic hit. And so here we are all these years later. And so it's like, what could have been had they like done four in a row? Or would it have given us a fifth and then be like, we're calling it good here? Would uh-huh. it have felt different, whatever's going on? Um, I don't know. Because again, COVID ruined everything. Like kids. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, let's get into our topic for today, which is Black Hard in Conspicuous Places. Since we're on the topic of Atlanta, let's just keep it going. And talk about motherfucking Teddy Perkins. <laughs> Teddy motherfucker. So we've all caught up right now, like right. We've all seen the episode. Sir, I, I I looked up some clips, but I did. Um, oh I don't know God, when I when I tried to watch here. Atlanta. I don't know it. It just wasn't. It wasn't for right now for me. Unfortunately, I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I respect that. But bro, this episode though, it is not I, even like I, I, I do want to talk about spoilers today anyway. 
Y'all can talk about it, like, and I'm going to engage in the conversation. I won't feel spoiled because I, y'all warned me. It's fine. I just, I have to be honest. I just, I didn't want to like force feed myself a show. I wasn't like in the mood or feeling. So I was just like, eh, let me just look up some That's clips okay. real quick. I, maybe we'll get a little spoilery, but I do want to be vague enough so that our listeners can go and watch this episode. Hey, listeners, if you're listening right now, you don't have to watch the entirety of Atlanta to watch this one episode. It's season two. I think it's like episode nine. I wrote this down somewhere. Feels right. Feels good. Um, But just watch this one episode. It's like a standalone um, story and it has a completely different feel from the rest of Atlanta. It just goes wildly into this horror realm, which is crazy because nobody was freaking expecting it. Um, so basically we have our main character of, of the story who was played by Lakeith Stanfield. Um, and uh, he goes to pick up a free piano from like Craigslist or something. Hey, awesome. Free piano. Why the hell not? Goes to pick up the piano. Turns out that the, uh, the, the address on the listing is like this huge mansion. Mansion is owned by um, a, let's say a, R&B pop icon from the past who is clearly mimicking our king of pop NJ um, with the with the what's it called again that um with the vitiligo and everything like everything son the vitiligo the perm all of it all of it um, when you see him for the I first can't. time you can only go. <gasps> I know, right? It's so bad, and it's it's so obviously Michael Jackson. It kind of hurts a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but I do believe he's trying to like encompass this like whole generation of of R and B artists that uh, may have gone a little cuckoo crazy towards the end of their careers. Um, and that's that's a serious topic, honestly. That is a serious topic, um, but it explores the horrors of that. This man trying to get away with his free piano and it turns into a wild goose chase of, you know, the old chestnut of I'm stuck in this creepy ass house and I can't get out. (laughs) (laughs) There is deception. There are dark corners. There are very suspicious camera angles. It's a very short horror film. It is 100% a very short horror film. Um, But the one uh like re- repetitive theme is um like not aging well up here in the brain um and also there's this whole um kind of sub theme of like toxic fathers um the the musical artist teddy perkins shows the main character in this this room dedicated to basically toxic fatherhood um and how a lot of um uh, very important sounds of that generation 80s and 90s came as a result of toxic fatherhood and it's all there but guys i i can't stress this enough even if you're like not a fan of atlanta i totally get it because this is a horror movie podcast so probably a lot of you are horror heads and this is something that you might not dive into immediately but just watch this one episode, Teddy Perkins. Um, this isn't really a spoiler or anything, but Teddy Perkins is actually played by Donald Glover underneath all that makeup. And I will have to post this on socials because you need a visual for this one. 
He's insane, absolutely unrecognizable. And he actually did public appearances as Teddy Perkins to like award shows and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> just like social media went absolutely crazy. Like who is this motherfucker in the audience right now? <laughs> it's crazy. Is it Michael Jackson's ghost? I don't know. Who invited this fool? Nobody knows. But it was that marketing was was freaking there. That PR stunt was just absolutely fucking it. I can't believe that this episode wasn't as big as it should have been. But that's really the highlight of Atlanta for me. It's that one episode. It's a fabulous show. But as a horror nerd, that's that's where my heart lies for sure. It's it's definitely iconic TV, especially for FX. And like I really love this episode because the whole season it was nestled in. I think it's season two, but again, it's been like nine years of COVID, so I don't know math. But I think the season it was nestled in. Like the overarching theme was being trapped. And so you had lots of episodes. People were stuck in situations they didn't want to be in or stuck at parties they couldn't get out of. And You're so, right. Right? And it kept escalating and escalating until you see the Keith's character stuck here with Teddy Perkins. And you're like, oh, no. We got out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, in case you missed this season, here's what we do. <laughs> that is the most like dramatic <laughs> the most dramatic uh, adaptation of being stuck. The most dramatic example of, I'm pretty sure, just that whole season in general. <laughs> like, right? if you weren't getting it before, you're getting it after this episode. <laughs> it's like somebody was like, I will not be answering questions about this damn season. Teddy Perkins. Sin. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I want to be Teddy Perkins for Halloween. <laughs> Same. I don't know how to pull it off without it coming across as we gotta cancel this bitch. But I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> we need to call up Kaya FX. Um, I need you to make a prosthetic for me, real quick. <laughs> they might say no. <laughs> but can you imagine rolling in here and me and Zero decided to do it on the same day? And so we just were looking at like. <laughs> I would think that. Um... I had some acid in my oatmeal that morning or something that no one told me about. <laughs> and I was melting down on the air. Ryan would just log in, look up, and log right back out. <laughs> Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Which one do y'all think is more egregious, though? That one or when Flex Washington dressed up as Michael Jackson? Oh. oh. <laughs> Which one scares you worse? I, I'm going to say Teddy Perkins. What do you say? <laughs> All right. I mean, Donald, you have to see Donald do this in order to understand how scary it is. Like, the light in this man's eyes was different. Like, he, oh, he channeled that, something. That he, sounds like spiritual. <laughs> he channeled something. Because, like, on this show, it's like, oh, yeah, Donald Glover playing a character. He put on that wig and that suit, though, and Donald Glover left. And I was like, I don't like this. And the voice too, the voice. Oh, <laughs> like oh, you're coming to pick up the piano? Yes, yes. Uh-uh. Okay, yes, yes. No, no, it's no. So That's fucking nightmare fuel. Nightmare fuel. He sound like Mickey Mouse hit some helium. <laughs> I was not having it. <laughs> he was like. I can always go higher. And I'm like, no, you can't stop. I need you. Whatever you're doing, stop. Um, right this, now? This episode, if you put this episode on, you will not sleep tonight, Ryan, just so you're aware. No. Nah. Mm-mm. I'm not sleeping anyway. I mean, I'll probably, that's, it sounds hilarious, but when I looked at the pictures, somehow I didn't realize that was him. And I know y'all told me that, but like, um, I didn't realize that when I looked it up. It's it's hard because like even as you're watching it, you're like, I, I think this is I think this is him. So they didn't tell us in the episode. Um they no. were just like Teddy Perkins. I'm like, who the fuck is Teddy Perkins? And you're like, is this is this Donald? Is this Donald? But you can't tell because of the wig and the makeup and this voice. And so you're like, Am I am, am, <laughs> what do I know? What do I not know? What is true? Am I high? <laughs> who put this LSD in my cereal? <laughs> Listen. It's like when you were playing that like old school Silent Hill, and she deleted your file in front of you, and you're like, "Oh no!" And she's like, "Ah, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm kidding. It's a joke." And you're like, "You almost got my TV broken. I need you to like <laughs> watch us." <yourself." laughs> it was wild. Um, yeah, I heard that too. What was that? Is Ryan haunted? He got ghosts. No, not him looking out the window. <laughs> we don't look out windows, Ryan. We don't look out windows. <laughs> Bro, wait, what did y'all say? I didn't hear y'all. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we don't investigate. <laughs> They're working on their cars right okay. now of all times. Oh, okay. I didn't it wasn't it. that like distracting. Okay, I thank God. Like, I thought All it right. was like somebody had their phone on vibrate or something. It's okay. Okay. 
It was oh, funny because I didn't hear. I just saw you go because you had your headphones on. I was like, Can you hear that? And then you stood up and like, this is how it goes down. We about to we about to see a host situation, and I didn't want it. <laughs> yep. He opens up the curtain, and there's a man at the window, and it's Teddy <laughs> Perkins. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the voice too. Oh no, I would probably pass out. I Come can't. outside, Brian. Come outside. It's like Donald. Don't you have somewhere to be? <laughs> Give us the wig back. No. <laughs> yeah, no. That wig though. That's a good wig. It's a damn good. I would wear the wig. Like I would have to like forget where I saw it, but it's a good wig. <laughs> Um, okay, let's where do we jump back in? Let's go, let's talk about Key and Pale. Okay, yes, always. All right, so. okay, let's talk about those Key and Peel shorts because there's a couple of them. Yes, actually, no, there's a handful of them. This was like heavy foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, it should have been like a special. I would, I would totally pay money for that if they put all those episodes into like one. Special. Me too. Mm. Give if me a physical pause copy. Listening, listen. If monkey pause listening, we're trying to give you money. Please take it. <laughs> Please. Just you know, just just grab them, stick them together, maybe a, a bonus or two, and sell it mm-hmm. with the quickness. I will give you my money. All of it. Um, but what do we got? There's like, there's an Exorcist one, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty damn unhinged. Um, it's the literally best Keegan Michael Key, and he's like, The power of Christ compels you, the power of Christ compels you, the power of Christ compels you, and nothing else for the whole skit. Is <laughs> there which is I, there? Yeah. The the church ladies who catch Satan in the mm-hmm. pew. <laughs> yeah, two church ladies versus Satan. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the three that I jotted down because, like, I would I actually love these skits a lot. So, like, I was like going back through them and I just wrote down that one because I remember we talked about that one in a previous episode. So, I was like, okay, you know, we got to bring that one back up. I think that's probably, in my opinion, like the strongest skit. But, um, I also wrote down uh, Sexy Vampires. Have y'all seen (laughs) that one? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. I think you would like it. It's um, it's making fun of like how in every fucking horror movie that there's vampires. When you become a vampire, all of a sudden you start wearing like mesh and leather pants. And so <laughs> there's literally this guy who's like, "Why are you all dressed like this?" And he's like, "Because we're vampires." He's like, "Okay, so, like <laughs> the fuck." And, like it's really, it's really well done. Where it doesn't feel like slapstick comedy or anything. It's like mm-hmm. it's really poking fun at something that literally Queen of the Dam did and like all these other films that we grew up watching, like no shade. Why is it when you become a vampire you got dressed like this? Listen. listen. You get bit in the neck and you get pasties. (laughs) (laughs) Or or like you said earlier, Sheree, like I've become a vampire. Click, 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 click. It's like I don't (laughs) where they come from. You was barefoot and now you got clicks. What happened? (laughs) Nipple nipple tassels and stilettos. It's like, is this part of the immortality package? Like, what is going on? It's like, before I bite you, we got a uniform, just so you're aware. (laughs) The the vamps uniform. It's just like, it don't matter. It's just got to be lingerie. It doesn't even need to match. Just make it tight. I was so sad for her. Is she cold? I was so sad for that girl, because how you gonna have these sexy vampires, and she's wearing, like, 
a cute little like bra situation and like black lace and then she got like these white like walmart underwear on and i'm like mm, <laughs> I, oh, are we going for realistic are we going for sexy vampires <laughs> that is so triggering because I've seen that so much in movies, like like literally the white panty or like the yeah. pink. And I'm like, is this because look, I'm not gonna go down the path. Yes. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Is it authentic? Yes, because it's hard to find a match and say if you got boobs and ass. But also, like we're creating fantasies here. And so if you're gonna go to this rail, you gotta go to this rail. You can't be like, mm, give her the cute bra, but also. That's bamming on her ass. That's a choice. <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> is she a sexy vampire or is she one of us with her bandy and panties on? <laughs> it's like the mullet of lingerie because you're like business on top around the bottom. <laughs> the mullet of lingerie. I can't with you. Listen. <laughs> I think my favorite. Um, uh, horror skit in Key and Peele might be the Shining one. Oh when <laughs> Keegan Michael Key is like new to the office, and Jordan Peele is sitting there in the office, and he like says to him like through the shot, like, "Oh, mm-hmm. we got another brother here. Nice." And he's like, "Bro, what? All black people have the shine. Imagine, imagine the power." Listen. Our conversation last week would be totally different if that were the case. Let me just say <laughs> something real quick about that. There, We have a low level of shine, though, for real. Because I know for a fact, when I'm getting hired, at, like, this has happened to me, like, at jobs. And, like, there's, like, a few, like, people like me, we have glances. Mm-hmm. Like, when we hear, like, a microaggression or whatever, we literally look at each other like, did you hear this shit? Oh. Mm-hmm. And no, like we that all, is factual. It is like an unspoken bond, and it's it's so funny that they would choose an office for that setting because I feel like that's where it happens the most. Like I see you, right? Mm-hmm. Every job I've ever quit, there was always another black woman who was like, "Good for you." <laughs> we hadn't talked about what happened specifically to either of us. It was like, "Good for you." <laughs> it's just something that you say with like the the upper third of your face mm-hmm. like from the the bottom of your eyelids up that is this yeah. is the shine territory in which you speak this is a fact to the point where i literally wrote it in my notes <laughs> when you lock <laughs> eyes with the only other poc in the room and you just yes. it's just unspoken it really is a thing and uh, i took uh one of my uh race classes in college um we were talking about uh, i uh, my major in college was communications was talking about how most people of color culturally um, can communicate better non-verbally mm-hmm. call it the shine it's that's what it is it's, it's just the shine we don't have to say a damn word um but when I, when I re-watched that skit the shining skit um there's like an instance where like he can talk to every black person. He's like, Denzel, are you here? And he's like, <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that part. There. And, punctual. and then he goes, Is Kobe listening? And Kobe's like, What's up or something? And that just like hit a little different. I don't, it just, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I don't know if it was necessarily sad, but it was kind of like, oh, moment. Is Kobe listening? And he was. Through the shine, <laughs> even now, through the, the shine, sh- the shine can just connect. Yes, and it's, 
It keeps that a trouble too. Cause I remember in grad school, we were drinking at somebody's house cause free alcohol, what else you gonna do? And we were all living our best life. And then like you heard a white girl be like, let's get the Ouija board out. And me and the other brown person were like, we gotta go at the same time. They were having a conversation. <laughs> Like it was just like mm, keys, jacket. It was great. Thank you for the alcohol. Like, <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> right? Like she was excellent. like, you want a ride? We're gonna be going it. I'm like, I would love a ride. Thank you. <laughs> this reminds me of Sheree when I was asking you hypothetically of or the invitation. What what point would you have dipped out? <laughs> and you were like, I don't know that I would have been there. I but if I did, it would have been way before that one girl left. The first one that left, and they clearly got her in by the cars. Right. I'm like, so the invitation would have been five minutes with you, in other words. It would have been It would have been five seconds. I would have gotten an envelope, but like, is this my ex? And I would have thrown it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. Oh Karen Kasama would be like, I can't work with this. <laughs> There's no dialogue. <laughs> Ryan, I know you've seen that TikTok. It's like a black couple. It's like a horror movie, right? Title credit or title scene goes, black couple walk into the Airbnb, something weird happens, and they immediately turn around and then the credits roll. It's like they were in for like five seconds. That's Sheree in the invitation. (laughs) Walk in. What's that? Ouija board? Mm -mm. Turn around, leave, credits roll, boom. That's it. I always said I read an anthology, the connective tissue would be a black woman who kept saying no and leaving the situation for shit pops off. So she's the story keeper. She's like, they break out the Ouija board and I lift. I don't know what happened to them. And they're like, okay, but this other case, they said the house is haunted, so I lift. I don't know what happened to the And it's just gonna be the them grilling her to be like, I know you were involved in all these murders. Or be like, no, I'm not. I really leave. Um, I don't fuck with Ouija boards. Like, that priest looks sussed. I left that wedding. I didn't know what happened. Um. Oh my God. That's so accurate. Another skip from Kia Pill that I wrote down, though, um, still on the vampire train, um, is Jamaican vampire. Did y'all see that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that woman's triggering for me because that's, I love my folks to death, but I swear that is literally my aunt and my mom at the front door. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like, oh, I got to get on the road. No, baby, I'll just make something for you real quick. 20 minutes later, it's like, <laughs> like, can you come in the house? And so, like, I wasn't expecting it to take that turn when I first saw it. And I think that's why it messed with me so deeply. Because I would have definitely been like, girl, bring your ass in this house. But she needed an invite because she was a damn vampire. I can't. I just. I love that one I so much. <laughs> that should be turned into a future film, honestly. Yes, please. It could be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can the writers who wrote the baby write it? Oh my god! I gotta see the baby. I gotta, I gotta finish my life so I can see the baby tonight. I'm gonna start it tonight. Yeah, you're gonna love it, like, cause like the 30 minute episodes. It feels like it's rare that they do that nowadays. Like, cause so many shows are starting to go closer to the hour cap now. Mm-hmm. I I live for streaming, but also streaming got rid of the 30 minute situation because people are like oh, I'm on HBO Max or Netflix. I do what I do, and you end up with like weird 42 minute situations, and you're like, yeah. "Good sir, what? I signed on <laughs> for a half hour comedy, and you was pushing it." <laughs> and then the one show that we wanted to have hour long episodes didn't in Insecure. I never understood why they didn't extend her episodes to like an hour length, but that's. Wait. 
that's a different thing. That's gonna be a whole episode. I'm gonna find a way to work it into horror because we gotta talk about insecure. Because like, I was not in the Lord's times, and I'm I'm salty. Y'all need to catch up so we talk about it later in life. Y'all can hear all the things. I would love to talk about that show with y'all. Like, I that would be a good blurdy episode, actually. Right. Look, right. I gotta be honest. I'm not there. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't like Insecure. Well, thought- not that I don't like it. I just like I haven't finished. I watched oh. maybe the first like three episodes and then, yeah, that's kind of where I left it. <laughs> I I would like to get back to it eventually, but you know, life be happening. Amen. I be I be doing things and you know, yeah. it just didn't like grab me as much as I wanted it to. As much as it it should have for me to just like sit there and binge the whole damn thing because I did get into it later. Yeah. After uh, several seasons were already up. But when I'm a millionaire and I have all the time in the world, I will definitely come back to it. I know that's right. Yeah. Get that, them coins, them coins. Yeah. When that when or I'm a millionaire. Issa, Issa could sponsor us, and we could switch it over to an insecure podcast tonight. If you're listening, Issa. Oh, I'm. Say less. <laughs> I'll binge the entire show tonight. You know what? <laughs> if I talked, if we did get an opportunity like that, I talked to you the next morning. You're like, "Where I watched it? Like, let's do this." I'm yeah. like, zero. <laughs> go to sleep <laughs> before we record this." I want Rowland an insecure merchandise that is not licensed, and he said, "Be like, this is all hot," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Say the word, Issa. Just, just say it. Just say, we hear you, you know how to find us. Um. <laughs> okay, and then the last one for the key and pill ones, y'all, is Suburban Zombies. Um, that one Ooh. is also a huge must-rewatch because I like that for all of these skits. It's like, it's horror, right? But he's also like making statements about things. Like he's actually making some commentary at the same time while you're getting in your yucks and your laughter. And I think that's what really resonates with me about Key and Pill, just generally speaking. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I keep coming back around to it. Yeah. No, like I, I feel like the entire show, like the entire run of the show, if you look at it as an actual, like <laughs> what they're telling you, it's all horror, all of it, every bit and part of it. Like even the parts where they were playing Obama and he couldn't say what he wanted to say. So they have like <laughs> anger, Luther, the anger, anger translator. Right? Oh yeah. Like, that's funny because it's true. I know I can't just pop off because then I'm an angry black woman. And so I have to be like, how do I pretend to do this dance with you before I pop off? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which some days there's more grace to that day and some days there's not <laughs> um, and like even the ones with, like the valets who are like excited about stuff to the point where they like explode like, oh my god Bruce Willey Bruce, Bruce Willey is my shit <laughs> <laughs> and like even just like, the white girl skits where it's like Kevin um, <laughs> like, um, that's, we, no, that's scary <laughs> listen listen that was the original seed for Teddy Perkins because I saw that when I am <laughs> I and I was like, uh, and so yeah, like the whole run. And again, I just think that like inherently black people get to like sort of like mix the horror and the comedy because like our day to day is so wild. 
which is why I really hate when I hear older professors telling young black people like me in their writing programs um, that they can have tonal shifts because like it's a tonal shift for me and it's bad. But if a white man does it, it's a movement and it's Brechtian. And I'm just like, hmm, <laughs> make it make sense. Make it make sense. That's an interesting take. I like never thought about that because like when I'm reading stories, like I see a lot of like tonal shifts in a lot of the writers that I enjoy. Yeah. I didn't realize that was frowned upon this entire time. Listen, um, I went to a school and it was, I was like, oh, it's a major tonal shift. And I'm like, uh, tonal shifts happen to me every other hour. Like, have you tried yeah. being black in this space? <laughs> I, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> um, make it make sense. Because like, there's a disconnect. Cause like when you are of the privileged older white man variety, you, you don't understand how a perfect day can't just be a perfect day. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And so I, one of the things I love about like horror and comedies written by people of color is that we understand that. And that what we have that shoe that drops. It's not just like, this is this. Like I can always tell a writer's room on a show within five minutes. I love that. And it's mm -hmm. some real stuff. It's because it's our lived experience. Like, like, it's it's kind of funny how so many people who think that racism is gone, for example, it's like, you don't understand. Like, we're living in the same space, in the same people who you think aren't the perpetrators. It's because they're, I don't know, related to you, or they might have went to school with you, and they're in your network, so you see that side of them. But those are the same people that are accosting us, or, like, giving us, like, a hard time to go. It's the same people. It's right. just the perspective is different. Right. Um, and those are always the people who are doing the most that are just like, racism doesn't exist. It's like, you were just racist two seconds ago when you got your coffee. To like, me. How <laughs> 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 don't exist when you just did it. Like, you just, you it's still, it's still hot. It's still hot. Like, I on a stove. It ain't cooled down yet. And you're like, it don't exist. Never happened. And I'm like, um, I'm still burning. Like, there's smoke. These are ambers. What the fuck are you talking about? If what? you think racism doesn't exist, please go to Jeffree Star's Twitter right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you, and you will God. see otherwise. Just spend an hour on Twitter, period. <laughs> just... Amen. <laughs> you ain't lying. If you, overdose, if you <laughs> want to overdose, then you can add Jeffree Star. Yeah. yeah. Listen, like, if you're in a rush, go to Jeffree Star. If you want to take your time, see a scenic route, mm, just spend time on there. Not the scenic route. Not their striations of racism. You know, I I did not know what I was signed up for today. <laughs> I remember when I was in school, um, there was this game where you go to Wikipedia and it was like five clicks to Jesus. Because literally anything you're wikipedia if you click the link, you can usually get to Jesus within five or six clicks. Um, so what? we do this, right? Because like it, it all goes back to religion. And when you get to religion, Jesus is there. And so, like, you can start out with something, like, innocent. You can Google bookcases. Yeah. And then, like, you'll be scrolling the page. You'll be like, oh, is that a Bible? Click the Bible. <laughs> and you get to Jesus. And you're like, done it in three. Boom. Um, so, we are always like, who can get there faster with random shit? So, it's like, soldiers. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Like, we pass a lot of time this way um, as youth. But, like, <laughs> I feel like that's the game on Twitter. But instead of getting to Jesus in five clicks, it's getting to racism. <laughs> in two clicks in this listen case. listen look to how your many, left look to how your many right. clicks or how many ads until racism i want to say like two 
Look, sometimes Twitter is just like, surprise, it's the first tweet you'll see. And I'm like, you right. I should take a break from Twitter today. <laughs> and then now that Elon Musk has Twitter now and he's letting the baddies out of jail, it's definitely about to get more racist. Where's Batman at? Because one of the villains escaped. <laughs> <laughs> Arkham Asylum is missing an angel. <laughs> get him back in there. <laughs> Arkham Asylum energy. Like, even like Emilio texted me and was like, oh my God, Azalea Banks is back on Twitter. <laughs> Oh my oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> We're not ready. We binded her for her own good. <laughs> Take her away. <laughs> she came out that motherfucker like Rita at the beginning of Power Rangers. Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. <laughs> it's time to conquer Twitter. Help. <laughs> no. No. Bruh, I'm very disappointed with where Twitter's about to go, but I'm here for the ride, baby. Listen. I guess so. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I already blocked so many people just in the last two years. Like people are like, "Oh, is this a black woman with a podcast? Let me roll over here." I'm like, "Don't, don't." <laughs> I'm good over here. Like to right? leave me alone. <laughs> you stay over there. Stay over there. <laughs> and they're like, "Ha ha!" And I'm like, "Batman, get him!" Oh, I'm sorry. You're not the Batman I used to know. I'll do it myself. And so, like. <laughs> <laughs> yo okay speaking of twitter <laughs> y'all have definitely seen that tweet it went like a little viral and it was like um <laughs> like i wish i wish jigsaw from saw would try me with his games because i'll just die like i'll just I'll just die. Don't try me because I'll just die. And that tweet was like, I want to say within the past year, but I thought about it um, because I rewatched, I forgot about the Saw skit from Key and Peele. Oh, y'all, did, did y'all see that one? Yes. Yes. I think that I actually, I changed my mind. I said that the Shining one was probably my favorite, but I changed my mind. It's the Saw one because it is ridiculously relatable because I think like toxic positivity mm -hmm. like the classic like kill them with kindness it's like the two of them and they're in like you know classic gas station bathroom looking kind of room and they're like you know what it's, it could be worse I'm, I'm actually pretty comfortable right now <laughs> and, and jordan peele has like one arm and he's like you know what i'm a lefty anyway the other one was just getting in the way <laughs> so whatever <laughs> whatever and toxic positivity is like it's an actual thing. Yeah, it it is actually real. I don't know if this was purposeful, maybe because I just made this connection to Twitter <laughs> like in my mind because I just thought of that tweet. Mm -hmm. But that's absolutely hilarious, and I think that might be like one of my favorite skits of Key and Peele. Period. They also like mixed up a little bit because the guy who like came out and was like super upset that they weren't like abiding by his games. Hmm. was not jigsaw but like kind of a i don't remember the character in the sid hag plays like yeah yeah yeah. but he had like the sid hag makeup on and, yeah. and was very upset i i should well i need to watch that one again maybe like another two or three times so um, the kill him with kindness that it hits y'all ever played that uh game um where you go on google and you search um a Florida man, and then your birthday. Have you ever done that? No. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god. So 
I searched I, just the it. other day. <laughs> yeah, we were doing it at work. I, I searched a Florida man, January 14th, which is my birthday. And it was his article about um, this man was arrested for like killing his neighbor with kindness, air quotes. But he like killed Kill him with, kill him with kindness. Florida man stabs neighbor with a machete. Damn. Yes, in the mach- on the machete was the word kindness. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Whoa! Um, a Florida man was arrested. Dot dot dot. Captain Steve Rogers. I'm gonna click that later. Right? <laughs> Steve Rogers got some shit on June 10th one year, and I'm find out what it was. Oh, oh, I wait, was supposed no, to put man, so a Florida man, then my birthday. Yeah, a Florida man, okay, and then your right, birthday. Wait, I, I'm reading it. Treasure Island resident and man with little to no respect for Italian American cuisine was arrested for throwing a slice of pizza. So okay, <laughs> that's rather tame compared right. to mine. What you got, ghoulish? Florida man dies inside suitcase. Girlfriend charged after claiming they were playing hide and seek. No, relax, relax. <laughs> oh my god, wait. <laughs> Wait, no. June 10, 2019. Oh, damn. June 10, 2019 is the third one on this one. Deputies. Florida man said cocaine on his nose wasn't his. Oh, not you, Mr. Devil's Advocate. (laughs) Like, literally, if people could get on me and I got coke on my nose, the party's over. I'm not even going (laughs) to, you know what? (laughs) It's clear with that defense that he had, that he had too much. Because, like, (laughs) sir, can can you please just cooperate with this arrest? You're going to jail. Also, I'm going to click this one later because I need to, like, see this full story because I'm... I'm not somebody who does coke. I'm going to go ahead and own that right here, right now. And it's not my thing. Um, but like, I imagine if you have the cops at your door, you would like wipe your nose off or something if there's really that much on there, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm assuming this is a white man. And something <laughs> I've learned um, during my travels of just being an adult <laughs> is that white men who do coke, like on the reg, never think that they're, they, they always think that they're being low key. But they never are. So they think that it's like, oh, nobody knows. I just went to the bathroom and did coke. But really, like, it's all over your your nose, mm-hmm. your top lip, your fingers. You're acting crazy. You're sniffing. <laughs> you're twitching. And like, nobody will know. How would they know? No. That's that's just something I've learned. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. So maybe that. if they were a black woman, they would know better. Listen. But I can't say the same for white men. Especially white men in positions of power. It's it's obvious. Always, always obvious. Yes. That's a fact. Because, like, I always said, if I was to hire a hit person, I would seek out a black woman. Yo, that, that skit from that a black lady sketch show. Right? Oh, Remember? Harmony, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. She's a spy and I don't know her name. <laughs> yes, and she's just like so low key, and she's like, "You don't remember me?" And I'm like, Brilliant. "Oh, are you my intern? You're my assistant." <laughs> it's a I, love, I love that one so much. I hope they bring her back this season. Um, oh, I'm skit. sure they will because that was a good like recurring character. Yeah, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
I was like, Dan, how'd you get here? I was here for 30 minutes. We were having lunch together. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, also, side note, Black Lady Sketch Show. I think it was the first episode of this this new season, season mm-hmm. three, when they like opened with a um, a purge skit. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yes. And it was like, like the purge assignment today is the only day you can return <laughs> used natural hair products and like women are like busting each other's ankles trying to get in front get to the store me i have so much fucking um uh shea moisture upstairs mm-hmm. that just did not resonate with me same and that shit is like twenty thousand bucks for like eight ounces I would love. I I would break a bitch's kneecaps to return all of that too. You know what? It's it's funny because it's relatable. <laughs> I have so many basically almost unused hair products. And I threaten to like start doing the cat's hair to see what they do to her. I'm just like, do you want? <laughs> you want me to try and grease? Do you have a scalp, Louise? And she's like, leave me alone. And she's like, I'm just like, it didn't work for me, but maybe it'll moisturize you. And she's like, leave me alone. Click 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 click. <laughs> This is why we love Tracy Ellis. This is why we love Tracy Ellis Ross with Pattern because she put all her products into like testing sizes that you can test with first. Bless her. She needs to come over to horror, high key. Yes, I would love it. I would love it. Um, Y'all remember the Super Bowl commercial? With her and um, it was her and Brian Cranston and it was a spoof of The Shining. Oh. You haven't oh, seen yeah. this? Oh my god! I did. It, it slipped my Dew. mind until you said that the Mountain Dew commercial they did. Yeah, and he yeah. he's Jack, and he's like, you know, they're doing the iconic sh- scene where she as Sally's in the bathroom, and he is like chopping the door down, and then of course it like a Mountain Dew like pops up somewhere, but like they're both awesome. That was like very cool to see. I think that was a couple years ago now. Lives on, Tracy. We have a taste. Please, if you're listening, A, give us a sponsorship. I love your products. <laughs> Two, please come to horror. We love you. Listen, like I, I'm excited for her because Blackish is over now. And so like the world is her oyster. Um, cause like mama can still model. <laughs> um, she can Oh my act. god. Um, she's gorgeous. Like I literally, of all of Diana Ross's children, we're not supposed to play favorites, but she's my favorite. Um <laughs> so- I think she's Diana's favorite too, but we don't talk about it. <laughs> There's Family that chestnut. Secrets. <laughs> um. Y'all want to talk about? Sorry to bother you, real quick. God, yes. It it what is the, the thesis. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> WTF? I at no point did I know where this movie was going next. No. <laughs> Yo, I hate to bring it back to TikTok, but Ryan, that TikTok trend where it's like, never let them know your next move. Yeah. Those that was this entire movie. <laughs> For real. Bootsy that was, was like, I'm doing what the fuck I do. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're welcome. I think I did tell you this, guys, before, but I was the only person of color when I went to that screening. And I want to say like, a quarter of the the audience at that point just like got up and left. Uh, I don't know. Should we mention it? 
I don't know, y'all. Uh, I I think that we have to just because, like, yeah. Otherwise, why do we not know what to do with this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's there's definitely a metaphor there. It's pretty strong. All right, basic uh, capitalism, um, hierarchical workplace themes. Um, it's a very cool and quirky movie um until i don't know what is it like the last 15 minutes like way at the end um we are approached with um <laughs> something we haven't seen for the entirety of the movie but like horse people like human horse hybrids that they are using for for lack of better words horsepower i guess <laughs> for their business which I don't even remember how it relates to the story. It's just, it was that shocking. You just think about the movie and you think about these horse-human hybrids that uh, Lakeith walks in on and they're like, oh God, please help me. I've been mutated. And it's just like, what? What? And then cue all the white people leaving the theater. And now I'm just sitting there like, what? <laughs> what? I, I did like tell they my should parents be passing out edibles. Listen, for real, I that would have made it a little bit more digestible. I did tell my parents to watch it just because I wanted to fuck with them. But, uh, they were intrigued by like they saw like a teaser trailer, and my parents were like, "Oh, this looks good. Like we should watch it." And I'm like, "Yeah, you definitely should." And I got a very angry text message after they finished screening. <laughs> They're like, "Why would you do this?" <laughs> I because I don't know things for I see a movie. I didn't know what to get. And I, I could have watched the trailers and everything because it wouldn't have made no sense anyways. But I, I really remember because I was in Chicago at the time this came out and I was leaving trying to figure out what the fuck I just saw. And these two kidneys behind me were talking and they, for some reason, thought Lakeith Stanfield wrote this because they were like, I see him on Atlanta all the time and it's like somebody really thinks about things. I'm happy he wrote this. Like, this is his first uh -huh. feature. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just went to the bar. <laughs> You said what? <laughs> tell me you didn't read them credits. I'm telling me you didn't read them credits. <laughs> they read them, but they just didn't care. They were they were uh, pulled in by the edibles. They were passing out the door to, to watch this film. <laughs> 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 they did what they could. They did what they could. <laughs> Okay, I had to look it up, Zero. So they are calling them Equa. Oh, sapiens? it was name. Yeah. Equa sapiens. There we go. Equa I was like, sapiens. I knew it was called something, but I could, yeah. You're right. That's... Human human horse hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Um... Can you imagine being in the writer's room? No, I cannot. <laughs> there was like, there might have been cocaine and like Molly. <laughs> maybe a little bit of DMT some fentanyl those are the first three steps no. <laughs> it was like euphoria high up in that um, up in that right oh room. my god yeah Listen, mm -hmm. I I just I had never in my life because I, I was going to watch it again to see how we I don't know how we got to the horses y'all I've watched this movie twice now and each time like did I miss a scene <laughs> like, we are doing things. I am following, and then I'm like, "We got fucking horses." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. 
wallet, keys. You need a ride. (laughs) We need a ride. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) And I love it, but I don't know what the fuck I saw. Um, Yeah, it was uh, something. (laughs) I, you know what? I most original movie. Give us some awards. Yeah, Yeah. out of the box and unpredictable. It's high on the originality scale up there with Titan. Oh god. Can you <laughs> yeah. imagine that double feature? Yo. You know what? We everyone listening, you should totally watch Titan and follow it up with sorry to bother you. Yeah. 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 I, to- I totally agree with that. What he said. <laughs> so I'm gonna sued. Somebody gonna come back and be like, they messed up my brain. Suing us for like emotional trauma. Right? <laughs> Coercion. Who needs a content warning for both of those? <laughs> and I need her to be like, just so you know, your watch was on your own volition. <laughs> we warned you. You heard us talk about it for about 10 or 15 minutes before we told you to go watch it. Right? You oh my God, like, let's talk about something else. What the hell? I'm like, I'm going to pop up in my dreams tonight if we don't fucking move the hell on. <laughs> right? I'm wake up screaming about horses. <laughs> and the cat's right, going to be like... Sapiens, equal sapiens. Right. No, that is no. frightening. No, but my it husband is. Steve Yoon was there, so I went. He was um, looking he was. handsome as hell, wasn't he? As he always does. I was like, he "Are you gonna run off with this man's girlfriend?" Because I would if I was her. But also, <laughs> <laughs> they had other problems in this movie, so they didn't get around to that. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. true. Um. Okay, raise your hand if you've seen The Wiz. Yo, what? Oh, okay. No, we've all seen the whist. Good. I was about to get thoroughly upset. <laughs> but we all remember the uh, the nightmare fuel that was the subway scene. Yes. Insane. <laughs> you buried it? Yeah, that's a repressed memory I'm... you just unlocked. <laughs> we are digging it up. There was... um. Since we just, we're talking about Twitter a lot today. Um, I think it was like some VH1 award show recently, but Doja Cat was like wearing this getup. And it looked like one of the peddlers, like, you know, those little red guys that, you know, they they start in the subway peddler comes down the steps and they're like shaking. And then they just, these little, uh, what do you call them? Marionettes, like start growing and growing. Mm -hmm. Doja Cat was cosplaying one of those men. At that award show, I was like, "You can't fool me. This traumatized me. I see you. I see you. I knew they would come back for me. <laughs> I I didn't expect in this fashion, but I knew that they would come back. Anyway, y'all, in the Wiz, um, there's a scene where all of the main characters um go down into the subway station, uh, which I think is Hoyt Shermerhorn Station, um, in Brooklyn. You can fact check me on that." Uh, maybe I'll go check it out someday myself and try to compare photos. Um, but they go down into the station. They're following the yellow brick road, right? Creepy ass peddler comes in with these marionettes. They grow to just like ginormous size and start chasing um, all the main characters. They get separated. Uh, the subway columns are breaking off and are following them. The trash cans in the subway station like grow teeth and like start trying to eat everybody. And it was... I mean, for a child, which I'm sure we all were at the time of watching this movie, 
nightmare fuel, especially for a child like myself who would take the subway on the reg. Oh my God. Get me the hell out of here. Burned into my brain. I, I think it's the reason I get anxious when we have to go through like those tunnels. Like when you're at an airport, you have to go down into like these weird dark basements with like the murals on the walls. And I'm just like, Mm-mm, this is the weird. Yep. What? Yep. <laughs> exactly yeah. like that. And I think I told y'all, uh, I think it was during our Jordan Peele special, but I used to like imagine when I was on the subway um, on the other side, like if I'm going downtown on the mm. uptown side, I would like imagine like a doppelganger of myself. And then yeah, I watched I the whiz. And then this scene happened. And now I have like fears of the subway station from like all angles. And then the pandemic happened. And now subway or subways were never safe. But now they're like extra not safe. And I'm like, I knew it. I was prepared for this moment. I was getting warning signs since I was seven years old. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Subways are creepy though, because like uh, like when you brought it up that day, I was telling you like DC has like a a smaller version of like New York's, but the tunnels are still, especially because like I don't I think this does happen in New York sometimes I've heard, but I haven't rode y'all trains. The doors will sometimes like open in the in the tunnels like while they're like moving between between the stations, and that's always like creep me out. And like the third rail being electrocuted, like I had like oh, a rich yeah. imagination, so I always thought like. One day somebody was just going to pick me up and throw my ass on the third rail or something. <laughs> I don't know why we have these fantasies. You said what? And you would like sizzle. You like yeah, exactly. On the third like, rail, <laughs> like that. I have had that same vision. My do rag flies off my head across the platform and shit. Like just tragedy. Yep. Just tragedy. <laughs> what if that was the real origin story for Static Shock? Like, what if that's that super? Oh my god! <laughs> oh please? my god! Yo, That's how Virgil oh got his powers. They threw his ass in the third round. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. That is funny as fuck. I need somebody to make that fan film. Oh, God. I think we have to. Um, yeah. When Isa's funding us, we'll just go ahead and be like, also a side project we could do. <laughs> yeah, so we had this idea while recording the other day, and um, to what you think? <laughs> I'd, I'd tell you, Jordan Peele would understand because he grew up in the city. So I'm I'm sure he's thought of that too. He would understand. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Like, maybe this is the series he's waiting for, which is why he canceled The Twilight Zone because he was like, you know what? This this was what he was waiting for. It was. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to bring it back. Monkey Paws, like, on... Oh, that was my phone. It's Monkey Paw. We might wrap this one up. <laughs> they want this idea now. I'm, I'm getting text messages and emails. What? Thank y'all for listening to Blurdy Matt. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they be like, y'all better be damn lying. That's what I know. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's like, um, so our static shock <laughs> story is told. Um, we're going to be on a brief hiatus. <laughs> oh, my God. He'd be like, excuse the fuck out of y'all. What y'all what did y'all just do? What did y'all just <laughs> manifest? Chaos. <laughs> All right. So for the next one, I wanted to bring up uh the boondocks because there were a couple of episodes that were definitely hard in inconspicuous places. Um, the first of which was Stink Meaner Strikes. 
Um, that's the Exorcist episode, the one where um Jimmy got possessed by the spirit of a uh, stink meaner, and they started to perform an exorcist on him to get the spirit out of him. And they were like, there are only a couple of things that you know a black man fears, and they start throwing resumes on him. They thought, <laughs> <laughs> it got it, it got it got really indignant, like real quick. And like I haven't seen the episode in a long time, but I genuinely just remember like this episode is out of control. Like they even took like a belt out because you know the grandfather, that's all he that's all he know. He's over here uh-huh. whipping the dude while he's floating in the air. And so I'm like, I can't. I, just, <laughs> I can't. No. I, that was such a good show. And we almost got more. Oh. And then HBO remember what decade we were in and said no. <laughs> yeah. And then, I remember. But, okay. Since we're going to keep talking about Twitter or whatever. Um, somebody had. Off, because somebody Twitter, on Twitter is the true horror in inconspicuous places. That's why. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Twitter heard you talking about her. Right? If that motherfucker's in this house. He's floating outside the window like that dude off of Salem's lot. Is that what we're doing? He's oh my floating God. like that. I'm gonna throw knocks on them. <laughs> yeah, sick them, sick them on. Um. Anyway, so what was I was talking about. Oh yeah, Twitter. Um. Uh. Somebody on Twitter had like a great idea. Um. Right after, I'm forgetting his name, y'all. Granddad. What's the name? What's his name? John Witherspoon. Yes, John Witherspoon. After he had passed away, and everyone was like, "Oh, you can't have um." You can't have the boondocks without granddad, which I agree with. Um, and somebody on Twitter was like, hey, here's a concept. Imagine if we rebooted the boondocks and um, when we are thrown in, uh, granddad had unfortunately passed away, like the character himself, granddad. And so Huey and Riley are stuck. They don't have a guardian. So they get sent to granddad's sister. There is uh zany aunt i guess who is voiced by jennifer lewis and i'm like yes. you know what oh. that that could be the only way yeah that could be beautiful because that lady is insane she could do zany like like john witherspoon could do zany and i think that would do his character a bit of respect because you can't recast somebody with that significance no way but if they were to write it in like that especially with jennifer motherfucking lewis hell yeah Yes, Hell please. yeah. I yeah. want it. I could see it. Because I was trying to figure out what we would do because like, I clearly want more boondocks, but also this beloved icon is gone. Um, and so what do you do? You get another icon in there <laughs> so you can acknowledge the sadness, but also keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you know, Jennifer Lewis has that relationship with Shangela from RuPaul's Drag Race. So that means she could pop up on an episode. Uh, we could also get Wanda Sykes in on an episode because I could see yep. that like that energy working. I think this could work. That's a great suggestion, Zero. Right. And it what went if- like viral, viral. I'm like, hello, are y'all listening? What if Jennifer and Wanda are sisters and they're raising the boys? <gasps> Yo, together? yes. That would be really good. Because they never had scenes together on Blackish. Um, so this could be this could rectify that. Yeah. 
Oh, that would be good. And then mm-hmm. maybe since they're sisters, like Wanda Sykes can actually be like, she can be a lesbian in this as well. So then we get a little bit of representation inside the family. There we go. This mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, we have so many great ideas. Somebody can sponsor all of these ideas for the low, low price. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that plug. Right. Hey, shit. Boy, look. <laughs> If you like these ideas, you'll like our other ideas. Please email us at <laughs> Learning Messages. <laughs> baby, these ideas are just the appetizer. Get us at right. the table. We really want to start singing like Cage Birds, baby. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> Take us out of here, Ryan, please. <laughs> no, I have one more skit before we do. Before oh, we you do? Let's, Let's go. Just one last one. Okay, so, I mean, that's skit. Why did I say skit? Um... Smoking with cigarettes from Boondocks as well, because you know it was a parody of Halloween. So, in addition to a real life boy, but they mixed. I don't think I've seen either of these. (gasps) Okay, we have a deal. So I'm going. Okay, I'm going to watch the full episode of Old Boy on Atlanta. You're welcome. And (laughs) you should totally, out of everything I've ever suggested, just watch Smoking with Cigarettes. Like. Okay. That episode, let me tell you what it's about though. Like it's about you cuz you probably seen the kid it's based on, the real life kid. It's that boy who stole his mom's car and then like oh, yeah. he's like 8 or 9 years. Okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's based on it's actually him which they switched his name around because legal and recreated it and then added elements from Halloween. And it's <laughs> I it's have high key disrespectful. That sounds very- right. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't wait. That's a deal. We can like virtually shake on it. I'm down. All right, all right, cool. We can do that deal. All right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That has been a Blurred Massacre. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed, please rate and leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, preferably five stars. And if you'd like to continue the conversation on social media, you can do so by finding us at Blurdy Massacre. And until next time, y'all, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.